talking about purpose. Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I approved of you. He approves of us. And that is so awesome because when we feel like there might be hurts or wounds where we didn't fight, quite get the approval of a mother, a father, an ex-spouse, or whoever, or a, even a child, you know, that they feel like you never measured up as a mother or whatever. Whatever, God has already approved us. He's already stamped us approved. Amen. He said, and approved of you as my chosen instrument. We are his. We belong to him. We're marked for his purposes. Amen. And before you were born, I consecrated you. That means I set you apart to myself. As my very own. And here he goes on to say to Jeremiah, I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. You know, we have an appointment. The Lord knew us before. He formed us. He approved us. He marked us his. Stamped us his. Branded us his. And he has an appointment. Amen. So there is a purpose. Everyone and everything has a purpose. Jesus said, then he added, pay close att attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given. And you will receive even more. Isn't that awesome that we go from glory to glory? That knowing that we have a level of understanding now, but sometimes I feel that the understandings just come flooding in. Revelations just come flooding in. And just think about where even a year from now the level of understanding we'll have. Praise God. It says, and you will receive even more. It's up to you to press in to hear what God has purposed for you, and to obey what you hear. So it is our responsibility that we must press into him through worship, through meditation, through prayer, and we must listen. Sometimes we do all the talking, but we have to stop and just listen. Amen? So everything... And everyone has a purpose. Um, I was going to read you this short little story about this woodcutter and his grandson. And I'm just going to skim it and read it real quick. It says, one day a woodcutter took his grandson into the forest for his first experience in selecting and cutting an oak tree. These they would later sell to boat builders. As they walked along, the woodcutter explained, that the purpose of each tree is contained in its natural shape. Some are straight for planks, some have the proper curves for the ribs of the boat, and some are tall for mast. 
The woodcutter told his grandson that by paying attention to the details of each tree and with the experience in recognizing these characteristics, some someday he too might become the woodcutter of the forest. A little way into the forest, the grandson saw an old oak tree that had never been cut. The boy asked his grandfather if he could cut it down because it was useless for boat building. There were no straight limbs, the trunk was short and gnarled, and the curves were going the wrong way. We could cut it down for firewood, the grandson said. At least then it will be of some use to us. The woodcutter replied that for now they should be about their work, cutting the proper trees for the boat builders. Maybe later they could return to the old oak. After a few hours of cutting the huge trees, the grandson grew tired and asked if they could stop for a rest in some cool shade. The woodcutter took his grandson over to the old oak, where they rested against its trunk in the cool shade, beneath its twisted limbs. After they had rested a while, the woodcutter explained to his grandson the necessity of attentive awareness and recognition of everything in the forest and in the world. Some things are readily apparent, like the tall, straight trees. Other things are less apparent, requiring closer attention, like recognition of the proper curves in the limbs. And some things might initially appear to have no purpose at all, like the gnarled old oak tree. The woodcutter stated, you must learn to pay careful attention every day so you can recognize and discover the purpose God has for everything in creation. For it is this old oak tree, which you so quickly deemed useless, except for firewood, that now allows us to rest in the cool of the shade. Remember, grandson, not everything is as it first appears. Be patient, pay attention, recognize, and discover. So we have to learn to pay attention and be careful every day so that we can recognize and discover the purpose that God has for everything in creation. Don't let people cut you down or belittle you. Don't allow anyone to determine your purpose. They may mistake you for firewood rather than shelter or make you a doormat or a punching bag. Not everything is as, is as first it appears. Be patient, pay attention, recognize, and discover. This is from Dr. Miles Monroe. He said, where purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. That's a pretty strong statement and something to meditate on. While purpose is not known. So in other words, if there are people living their life without their knowing their purpose, having their purpose attended to, focused on, giving attention to it, abuse is an inev inevitable because they will blame other people because they do not know their purpose. They will take it out on other people.
Amen. Living on purpose is a lifestyle. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Therefore, see, see that you walk carefully, living life with honor and purpose and courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil. This really sets home with me because I have tolerated a lot of evil in my life. And here it says we should shun them, not as the unwise, but as wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning people, making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. Therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. Just firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is and purpose. Amen. Here's a quote from a guy named Barry Monroe. I don't know who he is. Um, you are only as strong as your purpose, and therefore let us choose reasons to act that are big, bold, righteous, and eternal. <laughs> Amen. Let us choose. Let us choose reasons to act that are big, bold, righteous, and eternal. So always knowing our purpose. What is his purpose? Our purpose is to fulfill his purpose. Amen. Purpose, understanding our purpose, living our life purposefully, like on purpose, living your life with a purpose mind, living true to your calling, living true to your assignment, being purposeful in everything you do, It's a mindset. It's a discipline. God created you on purpose and for a purpose. Amen. All right. It's up to you to get an understanding and to firmly grasp your purpose. It's up to you to gain this understanding. Okay. God is, he's always communicating with us. He's speaking to us in our dreams. He's speaking to us through life events. He's speaking to us all the time through his word, through meditating on his word, through worship. But we must be the ones who say, Lord, give us this understanding. Open our ears, open our eyes. Help me understand what you're saying to me, what my purpose is. You must be deliberate And you must be intentional. It is up to you to press into God and let him lead you into your purpose. Matthew 6, 15, it says, In prayer, there is a connection between what God does and what you do. You can't get forgiveness from God, for instance, without also forgiving others. If you refuse to do your part, you cut yourself off from God's part. That's out of the message translation. So there it's, you know, forgiveness is so huge. 
that even when Jesus said, you can ask for anything you want if you abide in me and my words abide in you. But he, he always came back and said, forgiving all, forgive all. It's so vital that we don't, that we have forgiveness at all times going on in our life because it's going to cut our purpose off if we don't deal with the forgiveness issue. Amen. We will miss the boat. We will miss our mark. Amen. So this thing is huge. All right. It's huge. This is from Michael Equim de Montagne. I can't say his word. De Montagne. The soul which has no fixed purpose in life is lost. To be everywhere is to be nowhere. You know, have you met people? They're just all over the place. That's the way you say it. They're just all over the place. Amen. No fixed purpose. All right. Doing a little soul shifting, sifting here. Purpose, finding your purpose, a question. If you had to leave your loved ones with five of your truths, what would they be? I had to think about this. I want you to write this question down. This is where you're going to do some soul searching. I wrote down a couple of things. Um, one out of my five, I put, God really is the answer to every question. These are the truths that I would love my loved ones to know that I have somehow helped them understand. Make him number one in your life. Keeping the Ten Commandments will keep your life in the right direction. Another one I wrote down was our family and friends, our relationships are the only thing we can take with us when we leave this earth. Be kind to all and don't leave anyone behind, but take them with you in the realms of eternity. And here's one, my third one. Laugh out loud, especially at yourself and the devil, and dance as often as you can, even when there's no music. Have some fun in it all, in all of it. Amen. And another one that I put is I would love to, you know, leave with my loved ones is have a dream, 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 dream. And number five, I put beauty is all around you. It is always everywhere and somewhere. Those are the things that if I just brought the top of my head that I would love my loved ones that I could impart in them. Amen. So if you had to leave your loved ones with five of your truths, what would they be? So this week, that's one of your assignments to meditate on that. And then this is a key. These things will guide you towards purpose. You see, when you get focused, my kids probably, even though they've seen me laugh and dance and do stuff like this, most of the time in their life, they've seen me very serious because I'm always working. Leave me alone, I'm working. And I, 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 when I wrote that, that's really what I would love to instill. I'm thinking, how often have they seen me do that? You know? <laughs> Although that's very important to me. I do that when nobody's looking. <laughs> Amen? Purpose. God's purpose, yours. Take time to reflect on God's purpose and how they are reflected in your own so we have our purposes, 
that we would love, like if we answered those five things, and then reflect by the Holy Spirit, God, now what is your purpose? And see how those things mesh together. Amen? How intentionally are you pursuing, pursuing God's purpose on a daily basis? Write down what you hear God is saying about his purpose for you in the season that you are in now. Listening, I meant to put listening, to God's spirit speaking to yours. The closer you are, I think I got some words mixed up, the closer you are to listen, the more understanding you will be given. need to correct that. Okay, so that's the other part of the assignment. We have the five that just come to our mind. What are the things that I would love to impart or leave the truths that I would love to leave my loved ones and people? And then listen to the Holy Spirit and listen to what He tells you His purpose is in you. Amen. And then how intentionally are you pursuing His purpose on a daily basis? Every day, we need to inquire of the Lord. Lord, what is your will and what is your purpose today? Amen. Purpose, your part, Proverbs twenty eighteen. Form your purpose by asking for counsel, then carry it out using all the help you get. This is out of the message translation. So our counselor is the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, you know, we are in such a great advantage because we're under an apostle. Now, an apostle, he is seeing gifts. He's seeing purpose in people. And you can trust him when he sees something in you that you don't even see yourself. You can trust it because of the fruit You see, Lee didn't even know she was a teacher. You see the fruit of her life now. Amen? So we can trust this apostle because we see the fruit of what he's done. So here it says, from your purpose by asking for counsel. Form your purpose by asking for counsel. We can counsel an apostle. We can counsel the Holy Spirit. Amen. We can counsel, say, Holy Spirit, show me. And then he will, the Lord will send confirmation through somebody like an apostle or a prophet. Amen. You will get confirmation for your purpose that God has for you. Amen. What can you be doing more of to do your part in bringing God's purpose for your life to pass? What can you do, be doing more of and what should you be doing less of? Okay? We want to ask ourselves this. Psalms 24, May he grant you according to your heart's desires and fulfill all your purpose. And remember how we talked about seek ye first the kingdom of God and he will give you all your heart's desires. And we we looked at that verse A lot of people think, oh, if I just seek him, he's going to give me all this that I want. No, we seek him, then he gives us the desires. He implants, he imparts the desires 
that will align up with his will. Amen? So a lot of people, I I know uh, I heard Gloria Copeland one time before she was saved, her her mother-in-law wrote in a Bible that verse, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, all these things, and she went at it like this, well, I need some things. She didn't have a refrigerator. She didn't have any furniture. She's like, oh, I'm on this now. So she, she gave her heart to Jesus. Well, he got her in the kingdom, you know. But a lot of people think of that verse, that that's how it means, right? But let's look at it deeper. He will give us the desires of our heart. Amen. 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 So that's our our, uh, message on purpose. Now we're going to talk a little bit about integrity. Living with integrity is more than a moral virtue or rightness of principle or, or rectitude or correctness. It is also being true to your genuine essence as a unique reflection of God's glory. Now, I, I looked up the word essence. I thought, wow, genuine essence. As a unique, unique reflection of God's glory. An essence. That word means the inward nature. The true substance. A constitution of anything as opposed to what is accidental or phenomenal or illusory. Is that how you say that word? Illusory? Something that exists, especially a spiritual or immaterial entity. Essence is something that is inward. It's real. It's not an illusion. It's real. Um, In essence, essentially means at the bottom of something, often despite appearances. Like example, for for all his bluster, he is in essence a shy person. Okay, so essence is what's really there. What's really in the nature? What's really going on? Um... So, isn't that something? God will show us stuff in us that's in our essence. Like, in essence, they're a shy person. Or in essence, they're this or that. He'll show us weaknesses, anxieties, fears, hesitations. Um, now, that's different from discerning in the spirit. Because sometimes the spirit, will dis- you'll discern, we need to hold back on this. or It's out of season or whatever. That's, there's a huge difference between the spirit speaking and what you got going on in your your essence of your soul. Amen? Huge difference. And so, in fact, um, we just have to learn how to, to, to drop out of our head and out of all that and get into the spirit many, many times to figure out, to let him tell us what we, where we need to shift in the soul. Amen? Okay, so we have a genuine essence that is a unique reflection of God's glory. Now, we got that when we received Jesus. We have that just as much as we have the other stuff. You see? Because we're we're this guy over here. We've still got the old nature. We've still got some old essence going on. 
And we also have the divine essence, the divine reflection of God's glory, what he sees for us. Amen. And we got to get into the spirit and connect with his reflection of glory. What does he see? Amen. Amen. Integrity. What's in the book about you? Psalms 1820. This is out of the message. God made my life complete when I placed all the pieces before him. When I got my act together, he gave me a fresh start. Now I'm alert to God's ways. I don't take God for granted. Every day I review the ways he works. I try not to miss a trick. I don't like that word trick, but that's how he wrote it. I feel put back together and I'm watching my step. God rewrote the text of my life when I opened the book of my heart to his eyes. Amen. God is rewriting our book. God is rewriting our book. When we open the book of our heart to his eyes, when we see what he sees, when we see other people the way he sees, amen? When we see ourselves the way he sees. So we want to, we want to know what his heart is, his eyes. Amen? Integrity. What is God's living spirit carved and published in your life? 2 Corinthians 3.3. 3. This is out of the message again. Does it sound like we're patting ourselves on the back or, or insisting on our credentials, asserting our authority? Well, we're not. Neither do we need letters of endorsement, either to you or from, from you. You yourselves are all the endorsement we need. Your very lives are a letter that anyone can read by just looking at you. Christ himself wrote it. Not with ink, but with God's living spirit. Not chiseled into stone, but carved into human lives, and we publish it. Now, so I love this because we have, we are written in the book. He's writing the book, but his spirit is the one that is writing. And here, Paul, I believe it's Paul talking, he says, and we publish it. In other words, Um, You can see when somebody's life has been touched by the Spirit. You see the joy. You see the freedom. You see it. And Paul's saying, I don't need any credentials. I don't need need any proof. He said, your very life. That's why I'm saying like with this ministry, you can look at the fruit of lives. Amen. So God's living Spirit is carving into our lives, his presence. And it's being published in both worlds, the spirit world and this world. Amen? Being published. Sorry, I had to take a sip of water. Integrity. What is the script that you are living? Psalm 69, 5 says, God, you know every sin I've committed. 
My life's a wide open book before you. Are you living according to the script that God created for your life? What is your wide open book saying about you? And you know, um, I just have to, to, um, do, you know, I ask the Holy Spirit. I'm always asking the Lord, show me where this is coming from, that's coming from. And he brought me back to a memory that was very strange. But I used to have, when I was a child, I had a bunch of cats. They all were outside cats. I brought one home from the church, and it turned into many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and anyway, but there was a kitten that was born who was deformed. And part of his body was like half of it was just gone. And uh, this little kitten was crying. And the Lord brought me back to this memory. And um, I'm like, why are you showing me that? Because there's something inside of me that it needs to be healed. And um, because I panicked when I saw it. And I knew that it must be in some sort of pain. It was crying, and so I just buried it alive. I just, I didn't know what to do, you know, and I was just a kid, and I buried it alive. And I think that somewhere inside of me, I harbored a guilt, you know. Even though at one time I took a BB and I shot a bird just because I was being a guy, you know, I was going to shoot, and I saw the little bird fall, and he had a little blood, and it just tore me up. Well, I repented of that right then and there. I was like, oh, God, what am I? You know, I I was just like, you know, I repented right then and there, and I felt God's forgiveness for that. And I never did anything like that again. But this little kitten, I don't think I ever, it. I was so horrified and traumatized that I never, I never sought the Lord on it. And it was still, so there was some sort of wound still going on. And the Lord showed me that, and then um, he showed me I had this vision of Jesus, and he said, wounds, wounds heal. And you know how in the word he talks about many times when he went to heal someone, he said, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. So I heard the Lord say to me, Zenny, wounds heal. Wounds heal. And I went, wow. And then I saw the Lord back like this. And I saw it ripped to shreds all the way to the bone. But he wasn't, you know, he, I just saw it. I saw the wounds. And then he just turned around like this and he smiled. He said, you are forgiven. And I mean, it went deep. It, it did something. And I went, I am forgiven. I am forgiven. I am forgiven. So I just thank the Lord for that, you know, because a lot of times we harbor things that we don't even know are still there and they're affecting our health. They're affecting because I've been because uh, I have asked the Lord why I deal with some allergies off and on and I tend to, you know, have an ongoing thing. So I'm asking the Lord, show me, show me, show me. And so that was one of the things that he recently showed me. So, wounds heal, just like a surgeon cuts, a doctor cuts to heal. The Lord showed me his wounds, and he showed me I was forgiven. 
so I could heal. Amen. And not carry some sort of ongoing guilt that I didn't know how, where is all this coming from? Amen. So we want to, we want to look down into the essence of what's in us. And we want to look down and get to the integrity of what the truth is and deal with it. Amen. So my life is a wide open book. What is our wide open book saying? So we want to live a life full of integrity. The open book. Integrity. Teach with your life. First Timothy 4, 11 through 14. Get the word out. Teach all these things. And don't let anyone put you down because you're young. Teach believers with your life. Your life is the fruit of him. Kendrick, you are the man because the man is in you. Everything, every goal has been attained. That he has everything in his purpose is attained when you attain Christ. You can enter his rest through him. Amen. Teach believers with your life by word, by demeanor, by love, by faith, by integrity. Stay at your post reading scripture. Or there, there's a post. We got that's our that's our part. Stay at your post with the word in front of you. Amen. Stay at your post reading scripture, giving counsel, teaching. And that special gift of ministry you were given when the leaders of the church laid hands on you and prayed. Keep that dusted off and in use. What you have inside of you needs to be imparted into others. Amen. What is your life saying or teaching now? What is your life saying and teaching now? Amen. Integrity. Integrity of steel is determined by stress. <laughs> and the weight of it is able to, to bear. The weight that it's able to bear. Okay. Integrity is going to ha often be defined by the stress and the weight. Yep. If you squeeze an orange, you get orange juice. What comes out of you when you get squeezed? That is what you currently know. So what comes out of you when you get squeezed? When you are under pressure, what is revealed? Do you remain strong and Im immovable when it comes to who God has called you to be? Now, you know, that right there, who God has called you to be, that means you've got to be, you've got to be in touch with your identity in Christ. Kendrick's now learning his identity as a man in Christ. Amen? You have to learn, you have to know your identity in Christ. And we talked about identity a couple weeks ago. When you're under pressure, what is revealed have you remained true to your purpose, to your passions? Have we remained true to our purpose? Have we remained true to our passions? Because passions are a clue. I think we talked about passions one time in here. 
Have you been distracted or derailed by circumstances? Do you continue and actively pursue those things which make you feel most alive? Because what makes you feel alive is where your passion is. And that's a clue to your purpose. That's a clue to the kind of wood you are, whether you're a straight plank, curved plank, or a shade tree. That's what's in you, how you are fashioned, how you're formed. Your passion is going to be a clue. And we talked about that. Amen? Yes. He, he puts the passions in you and the gifts are already there without repentance. That's why, you know, people that are entrepreneurs and business, many of them are probably apostles because they're able to see and gifts and, and manage and get people to do, you know, accomplish a lot of things. The gifts are there. The, how, how the Lord's, the purpose of your life is there. Amen? Amen. Integrity. Road tested. Psalm 66 8. This is out of the message. I like the message translations because they're pretty cool. Bless our God, O peoples. Give him a thunderous welcome. Don't. Didn't he set us up on the road to life? Didn't he keep us out of the ditch? He trained us first. He passed us like silver through the refining fires. Brought us into hard, hard, scrapable country, pushed us to our very limit, road tested us inside and out, took us to hell and back. Finally, he brought us to this well-watered place. Now, I'm going to tell you, God is going to do that. He's going to, he's going to allow you to go through the test. He's going to allow you to go through the fire. He's going to allow you to be squeezed. He's going to allow you to back up against a wall because that's the only way you'll know what's inside. Amen? So, yeah, integrity, road tested. Can you go through the trial with a smile on your face and laugh at the devil? Hold on to the word that the Lord gave you before you ever entered that trial. Can you do it? Amen? Integrity. Something God has hidden within you. There is something that God has hidden within you that may only be revealed through crisis or difficulty. So unless the orange is squeezed, we won't know, we won't see the juice. So there's something in you that God has hidden that's only going to be revealed through this, this crisis or difficulty. Like a diamond that is formed under great pressure or a stone that is made smooth by friction or gold that is refined by fire. Whatever it is, it will be used by God to bless others. Everything that you go through is not just for you. It's for others. Amen? Amen. Sure. I mean, everything that I've been through, all the stuff, when how, how many times that I was on my knees crying to God, why? 
why? Why? Why? Why? And here I am. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Amen. It will be used to bless others. So, when you are being squeezed, when you're under pressure, when there's a whole lot of friction, let the Lord show you what's hidden that he wants to use to bless others. Amen? Amen. Integrity questions. What are the circumstances in your life that are making you stronger? What is tempering you or testing your integrity? Write down what you know in your heart will be revealed when you are in the refining process. When you're in the refining process, what do you already know is going to get revealed? (laughs) Hello. What's there? What is the treasure that you are carrying inside of you that needs to find expression in the world around you? There is a treasure. It is hidden. You got to go through the fire. Go through the tests. Amen? All right. This is Albert. I like Albert Einstein. Try not to become a man of success, but rather try to become a man of value. That's integrity. Clarity of intent. Purity of motives. Honest decision-making. Congruency. I had to look that word up, congruent, and really understand it. Agreeing, aligning, corresponding. In geometrics, it's like when you have superposed uh, uh, graphs and then the points meet, they intersect right there. Oh, so when we're looking at our life and we're looking at the congruency, What is it that keeps connecting, that keeps showing up throughout our life is going to be a key to our purpose and what God is doing. Transparency. Pray and ask God to assist you in securing these virtues in your life. Integrity. Clarity of intent. Purity of motives. Honest decision-making, congruency, things connect, they match up, they fall in line, transparency. Amen. This is uh, Martin Smith. What you get in your life is not a result of what you want. It's a result of who you are. So you can want a lot of things. But who are you? Amen. Integrity, 1 Timothy 4, 12 through 14. Get the word out. Teach all these things and don't let anyone put you down because you're young. This We went over this scripture, but I wanted to bring it out again. Teach believers with your life by word, by demeanor, by love, by faith, and by in- integrity. Stay at your post, reading scripture, giving counsel, teaching, 
and that special gift of ministry that you were given with the leaders of the church that laid hands on you and prayed. Keep that dusted off and in use.